Hi everyone, I'm Jason Scorse and welcome to another episode of Dispatch from the Zombie Apocalypse. I hope everybody is doing okay. So, here we are, two weeks or less, if you're listening to this later in the week, to the culmination of the 2020 election season. And what a season it has been. It is uh, too much craziness to encapsulate in a podcast, and uh, we don't need to go through all of that right now. I want to get to something a little deeper, a little bit more core. It's a little depressing, but I think it's an important thing that those of us need to go through who want to see a better America someday and are, you know, uh, not happy with the current state of affairs, which I presume is most of the listeners to this podcast. So progressives like myself and others, we often find ourselves frustrated, despondent, and angry. Every time it seems like America is going forward, something pulls us back into the darkness. Right, we had eight years of chaos and destruction under George Bush II. That yielded to eight years of mild progress under Obama, but again, a lot of frustration as just the full obstruction of the Republicans came into view, and then, of course, culminated with the stealing of the Merrick Garland Supreme Court pick. And then after Obama to just take so many steps backwards under Agent Orange, and here we are now in 2020. Although it's looking like Biden is going to win, you know, we're still at this precipice here wondering if we're just going to walk off the cliff. And so it's really, if you look at the 21st century, it's been 20 years of really chaos and destruction and really moving backwards in a lot of key metrics. Not everything, but a lot of key metrics um, in terms of inequality, in terms of environmental goals, in terms of racial justice. We really, in a lot of ways, have gone backwards. So why can't America just be like normal countries? And how come we can't stop arguing about whether everyone has a right to health care, whether climate change is real, whether teenagers should be free to walk around with assault weapons in the streets, whether everyone should have the right to vote? How come we can't just settle these issues once and for all? And the reason is, is because the default position in America is injustice and cruelty. This is stuff that politicians can't say. Joe Biden could never say this. Barack Obama could never say this. Bill Clinton could say never say this, right? But the the baseline default position of America is dark. It is dark and depressing. It is injustice. But it's also the truth, right? So when we have examples of justice and Um, reason in America, these are the exceptions to the rule of our history, right? Our default position is racism and apartheid, both racial and class apartheid. We are also a violent and often barbaric nation at our core, right? So, you know, what nation has so many tens of millions mired in poverty, brags about being the richest and most powerful country on earth, 
and yet tens of millions of people in poverty, many of them children, and then just continues to spend trillions on military offensive capabilities that serve no productive purpose. Not a sane nation, that is for sure. And again, the default position here is America is not sane. America is insane. These injustices are built into the very fabric of our nation. All of our key institutions, the Electoral College, the Senate, the Supreme Court, the very Constitution itself. What is even more is that these institutions have spawned the myths that perpetuate American evils. American exceptionalism, probably the most egregious, right? Ask yourselves this. If someone has to spend so much time and energy convincing you they are good, that they're special, that they're exceptional, do you think they really are? Of course not, right? America spends so much time trying to sell a false version of itself because the true version is ugly and creepy and not something most people would want to pledge allegiance to. So this is the reality. This is the baseline, right? And it's important to really to get that well lodged in your brain because only from a point of truth and clarity can we move forward. So after the break, I'll try to take this conversation in a less dark direction and show why this recognition of American darkness, of American horror, can also help reorient ourselves in productive ways. I wish I was special You're so fucking special But I'm a creep Okay, so where do we go from here? Where do we go from this recognition that America is fundamentally unjust at its core, that it is fundamentally racist and violent? First, we need to change our reference point. Let me first say that there are many people who are already there, right, who have never had the illusion that America was free or fair, whether it's Native Americans or many black Americans right, or even other immigrant groups, right? There's many people who realize that America's myths are just those, myths and illusion. And in some ways, this is the ultimate white privilege, that people like myself and others have had the luxury to believe the lie for so long, whereas many of our fellow citizens have never had that luxury to believe in this lie of American exceptionalism. But there's a lot of privileged white people who are stopping believing in this lie, and that is part of the way forward. That is, I think, part of the real blessing of the Black Lives Matter movement, is moving a large share of white Americans who have been in the privilege of thinking America is a true democracy, is fair and just, even if not perfect, fundamentally fair and just, and then realizing that it is not. So to reset our baselines, and realize that America is fundamentally unjust, at its core, its very essence is unjust, is the first step. This way we are not surprised or shocked when horrible things happen, and this will help us with our mental state. 
Because again, getting into that mindset of having a true reference point, a true baseline, then a lot of the chaos around you won't be so surprising to you. It won't be so shocking to you. You'll realize Trump isn't an aberration, but exactly what you'd expect from a country of con men and racists. Trump is fully in line with a lot of the American tradition. His ideology also is not going away anytime soon. It's in the American DNA, right? Whether it's televangelicals or other forts of con men um, and all the forts of overt racists, these people keep popping up in America every decade or two. The, The words change a little, the hairstyles change a little, the code words, the dog whispers, but that fundamentally is the same. Trump really isn't that fundamentally different He's just saying this stuff out loud that many people just used to whisper a little in the back room meetings. So once we change this reference point, we can now also realize that America is not irredeemably unjust and racist. It's the default position, but there are options for moving forward. Most of us who are alive today may get to live to see an America that is a true democracy with true equality and justice for all. But we need to be clear-eyed and reset our baseline. Because the, the myth, the true and just and land of the free, that's an America that has never existed, except in legend and lore and lies. And so when we move forward and build this true American democracy, a true, just, and egalitarian society, it will be the first of its kind. We will not be returning to something. We will not be getting back on track. We are going to be building something fundamentally new that has never existed under the confines of the United States of America. So after the break, I'll get into the antidote and how we get there to this uh, vision of a much more just and reasonable and kind and compassionate country. Stand within the pleasure dome Decreed by Kubla Khan To taste on you the fruits of life The last immortal man Find the sacred river out Walk the caves of ice Oh, I will dine on honeydew And drink the milk of bread Okay, so for today's antidote, I want to build off of some of the themes of the past few weeks. So obviously with the election, you know, really just around the corner here, we really need everybody to step up and vote, and volunteer, and give money, and get your friends to vote. We need a huge blue wave blowout election next month. If we don't have a strong, total, complete repudiation of Trump, there's going to be just too much Uh, on the sidelines here. Too much wavering, too much dilly-dallying, and I don't know if we're going to be able to make the progressive change that we really need. We need a real blue wave. But this will just be the beginning. Because remember, the best case scenario right now is that this burning bus of a country will come to a screeching halt at the cliff's edge. Right. The next step is we're going to require a solid Senate majority. 
So please, if you're volunteering or if you're giving money in these last couple weeks, do so for key Senate races or states with key Senate races. Right? This is North Carolina. This is Georgia. This is Arizona. This is Montana. Right? You can check out the Act Blue website. They have their list of the, you know, the most competitive Senate races or just, you know, Google most competitive Senate races. There's about, you know, 8 to 10 that the Democrats have a chance of winning and that's where you should put your efforts. Because after we win big and we get the Senate, we're going to need to eliminate the filibuster so that the progressive majority can actually govern. And we don't go back to the Obama days of the Senate, Mitch McConnell, evil leadership just blocking everything. And this is going to be the key test for the Democratic Party. If after all the death and destruction of the last two decades that the Republican Party has wrought on this country, and the last four years in particular of just this egregious, white supremacist, lunatic, sociopathic freak, if that's not enough, to get the Democrats to exercise their power, their constitutional rights, and legislate, nothing will. And so this is why the next level of mobilization after the election is going to be on the Senate side. And I will have future episodes dedicated specifically to that, right? Specifically to what we need to do in the Senate so that we can actually govern and begin that slow and heavy work of building a real American democracy that will have the chance so that one day future generations, but I say the basic tenets and core of America is just and not racist and fair and democratic. We cannot say that today, but it is possible future generations will be able to say that. And that is the work of this era. So with that, everybody, uh, I hope you are all doing well. And if you're enjoying the podcast, please subscribe on Apple, iTunes, Podcast, or Stitcher. I'll rate it, share it with your family, friends, and colleagues. The next episode will be on November 3rd that I will drop with some thoughts of what's going to happen as the votes are tallied. And uh, it's going to be a crazy few weeks. And then remember, even if we have that big blue wave, Trump is still in office for two and a half months. And so the craziness doesn't end for at least until January 20th. And of course, we still got a pandemic to deal with. So it's going to be tough, but we can do this. And I hope you all stay well. Take care.